Good morning and welcome to Holy Trinity Lutheran Church. I am in the sanctuary this morning with Pastor Sevek. I'm gonna have you come and say hello. Hello. And we are so happy to be here leading worship for you from our sacred space this morning. To help make this seem more embodied, to help it seem like a community, the body of Christ, we invite you now to turn on your gallery view and um, to scroll through and wave to one another. Um, Please know that whether this is your first time joining us or you come to worship every week, whether you've ever been in our sanctuary or not, whatever the color of your skin, whoever you love or marry, whatever your religious background, whatever you're carrying in your heart today, you are welcome among us. And we pray that you will join us in working for a better world, in dismantling racism and caring for the earth that God has made. This morning, we, have, we enter the green season, as you can tell, and we begin semi-continuous readings from the book of Genesis and Romans. And in our Genesis reading, there are three divine visitors who come to Abraham. Christians have seen in this the Trinity, and some of you recognize that icon that we have in our sanctuary of the divine visitors. Clearly, this is not the original intent of the authors of, of Genesis, but I did want to make mention to it since we are Holy Trinity Lutheran Church. May God bless us in our worship, and we now begin with the gathering hymn.
the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And also with you. Let us pray. God of compassion, you have opened the way for us and brought us to yourself. Pour your love into our hearts that overflowing with joy, we may freely share the blessings of your realm and faithfully proclaim the good news of your Son, Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. Amen. A reading from Genesis. The Lord appeared to Abraham by the oaks of Mamre, as he sat at the entrance of his tent in the heat of the day. He looked up and saw three men standing near him. When he saw them, he ran from the tent entrance to meet them and bowed down to the ground. He said, my Lord, if I find favor with you, do not pass by your servant. Let a little water be brought and wash your feet and rest yourselves under the tree. Let me bring a little bread that you may refresh yourselves, and after that you may pass on, since you have come to your servant. So they said, do as you have said. Abraham hastened into the tent to Sarah and said, make ready quickly three measures of choice flour, knead it, and make cakes. Abraham ran to the herd and took a calf, tender and good, and gave it to the servant and hastened to prepare it. Then he took curds and milk and the calf that he had prepared and set it before them, and he stood by them under the tree while they ate. They said to him, where is your wife, Sarah? And he said, there in the tent. Then one said, I will surely return to you in due season, and your wife, Sarah, shall have a son. And Sarah was listening at the tent behind him. Now Abraham and Sarah were old, advanced in age. It ceased to be with Sarah after the manner of women. So Sarah laughed to herself saying, after I have grown old and my husband is old, shall I have pleasure? The Lord said to Abraham, why did Sarah laugh and say, shall I indeed bear a child now that I am old? Is anything too wonderful for the Lord? At the set time, I will return to you in due season and Sarah shall have a son. But Sarah denied, saying, I did not laugh, for she was afraid. The Lord said, oh, yes, you did laugh. The Lord dealt with Sarah as the Lord had said, and the Lord did for Sarah as he had promised. Sarah conceived and bore Abraham a son in his old age at the time of which God had spoken to him. Abraham gave the name Isaac to his son, whom Sarah bore him. And Abraham circumcised his son Isaac when he was eight days old, as God had commanded him. Abraham was a hundred years old when his son Isaac was born to him. Now Sarah said, God has brought laughter for me. Everyone who hears will laugh with me. And she said, who would ever have said to Abraham that Sarah would nurse children? Yet I have borne him a son in his old age. Word of God, word of life. Thanks be to God.
shall I repay the Lord for all the good things God has done for me? I will lift the cup of salvation and call on the name of the Lord. I will fulfill my vows to the Lord in the presence of all God's by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have obtained access to this grace in which we stand, and we boast in our hope of sharing the glory of God. And not only that, but we also boast in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces endurance, and endurance produces character, and character produces hope, and hope does not disappoint us. Because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit that has been given to us. For while we were still weak, at the right time, Christ died for the ungodly. Indeed, rarely will anyone die for a righteous person. Perhaps for a good person, someone might actually dare to die. But it is proof of God's own love for us, and that while we were still were sinners, Christ died for us. Word of God, word of life. Thanks be to God. Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus went about all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues, and proclaiming the good news of the kingdom, and curing every disease and every sickness. When Jesus saw the crowds, he had compassion for them, because they were harassed and helpless, like sheep without a shepherd. Then Jesus said to his disciples, the harvest is plentiful, 
but the laborers are few. Therefore, ask the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. Then Jesus summoned his 12 disciples and gave them authority over unclean spirits to cast them out and to cure every disease and every sickness. These are the names of the 12 apostles. First, Simon, also known as Peter, and his brother Andrew, James, son of Zebedee, and his brother John, Philip and Bartholomew, Thomas and Matthew the tax collector, James, son of Alphaeus and Thaddeus, Simon the Cananean, and Judas Iscariot, the one who betrayed him. These twelve Jesus sent out with the following instructions. Go nowhere among the Gentiles, and enter no house of the Samaritans, but rather go to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. As you go, proclaim the good news. The kingdom of heaven has come near. Cure the sick, raise the dead, cleanse the lepers, cast out demons. You received without payment, give without payment. The gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. In the novel, The Name of the Rose, one monk scolds another monk for suggesting that Jesus ever laughed. <laughs> Granted, sometimes we desperate preachers try to include a joke in our sermons to get a chuckle out of you, whether or not there's any connection to the theme or the text at all. Sorry, or you're welcome. I'm not sure which one to say. There seems to be little to smile about these days, let alone laugh. A pandemic with rising cases, racism uncovered in devastating ways, the fifth anniversary this Wednesday of the murder of the nine from Mother Emanuel Church, divisive mean tactics from our president, emotional exhaustion all around, who has hope for the future when we barely know what we're going to do next month? <laughs> it's almost laughable. So enter the laugh track from our reading from Genesis. Main characters, Abraham and Sarah. Their story is so central to Judaism, Islam, and Christianity. If you can't give an elevator speech about it, listen up. It's that important. And I'm not joking. Abraham and Sarah are our faith heroes because they drop everything and leave for a place and a future completely unknown. Either what they did is the supreme act of trust or they are the laughingstock of the human race. If that's not enough, they are promised that they will have a son. Though they are so past the age of childbearing, it's beyond funny. Now remember for them, having a future means having an heir. When God tells Abraham that he will be a father when he's old enough to be a great, great, great granddad, he <laughs> rolls over in laughter. That's the way the Hebrew puts it. And then there are those three mysterious guests that show up on camel, hungry, 
Abraham provides hospitality for the three. Now, one of the mysteries, one of those mystery guys reminds Abraham and Sarah that reminds Abraham, I'm sorry, that Sarah will soon get pregnant. They passed menopause. Sarah overhears this outrageous claim and she laughs to herself. Now, this isn't the belly laugh that we could use a good dose of these days. It's the cynical, yeah, right, chuckle under breath. We get it. That's our kind of laughter these days. <laughs> yeah, right. There's been so many murders of African Americans for years and centuries. I things to change now. How can people be so stupid to think it's safe to be out without a mask or social distancing? All the pie in the sky hopes for a better world with so many jerks in charge of things. Been there, seen it all. Right. Laugh, laugh. Sorry to say though, Sarah's snicker is her. Sarah gets caught. Sarah gets caught by God. One of the divine visitors are on it, and then Sarah denies it. Who, me? I didn't laugh. Oh, yes, you did, girl. Oops. I guess we're caught laughing, too, not believing God's promise for a better future. But did you catch the words of promise from the mystery visitor? Is anything too wonderful for the Lord? Sure enough, the promise comes true. Abraham and Sarah have a future, which means a descendant which means a son named Isaac. And what does the word Isaac mean? He who laughs. Doubting, laughing Sarah has a reversal of fortune. Goodness, God has brought laughter to me, she says. New life, gurgles and coos. Everyone who hears will laugh with me. Sarah is our laughing forebear in faith because she's like us. Finding it hard to trust, to believe, to imagine a new world, a new reality that stretches our minds and our hearts. Irreverent but faithful writer Anne Lamont pens, when God is going to do something wonderful, he or she always starts with a hardship. When God is going to do something amazing, he or she starts with an impossibility. <laughs> we are living that, aren't we? An old Yiddish proverb says, if you want to hear God laugh, tell God your plans. How naive we've been. We're not in control of our lives. We're not in control of the earth as we thought. And what becomes of Isaac? Well, named for laughter, his life was filled with plenty sadness and bitterness. And hear this as well. Paul goes so far in our Romans reading to say that we can rejoice in our sufferings because suffering builds character and that leads to hope. Now, interpreted too narrowly, this can be laughable. You mean oppressed or abused people should just turn the other cheek and suffer? No way. Yet read on. God's love is poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit. God is faithful. O oh, blessed hope, O oh, sweet resilience. 
Thank goodness Jesus doesn't laugh off the despicable crowd in today's gospel, harassed, helpless, like a sheep without a shepherd. Yet Jesus calls a motley crew, a laughable one, really, to be the team of 12, a denier, a betrayer, a tax collector, a bunch of uneducated, uneducated folks who don't have training in mission development to change the world. He sends them, and don't forget, he sends us to labor in ripe fields, to cast out evil, to cure disease, to be signs of healing, to proclaim good news, to announce and embody God's love for all, especially those without a voice and those without hope. All because, all because God is faithful and God has the last laugh. When Dante was making his ascent into heaven in the Divine Comedy, he heard what sounded like the laughter of the universe, the song of Easter, the defeat of death and evil, a cosmos transformed by God's unrelenting grace and mercy, a joy that Tolkien described as beyond the walls of this world. So laugh with me. Join God's dream to make the impossible possible. I love this quote from theologian Harvey Cox. Holy laughter is the gift of grace. It's the human spirit's last defense against banality and despair. So this day we praise the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Jacob. We praise the God of Sarah, Rachel, and Rebecca. We praise the God of Mary, Jesus, and Paul. God is faithful. You have a future. All will be well. All will be healed. It is the kind of joy we saw earlier this week at George Floyd's funeral and at the funeral of the Emmanuel Nine. Even with hearts breaking, we join the laughter of the universe. For Christ is risen. A good laugh, indeed. Amen.
It's such a joy to worship with you this morning on this beautiful summer day and to be in Holy Trinity Sanctuary as well. And we long for the day that you can all join with us here. This, um, hold on a minute. Um, Bo, would you allow me screen sharing? That's part of the fun of live Zoom worship like this. We um, need to kind of stop and do a couple things like this once in a while. But as Bo does that, um, I'd like to let you know that we want to advertise that the Lakeview Pantry will be looking for volunteers on the 23rd of this month, and there is information um, on our website. As you know, we um, may not be worshiping in person, but love goes on and church goes on. We are here for you. We are here for each other. We pray that we will be um, there for our world as well. And this is the point in the worship service that we often take an offering and we thank you for your continued support whether you send in a check whether you give on venmo whether you give online whether you give recurring gifts as many of our congregations does our loose offerings as you will read there are collected each sunday but we're we don't have an offering basket for you to use and so there's a way that you can do that online um, and it mentions that information there where we support ministries local ministries very important to us and one of them is the Lighthouse Foundation, a non-sectarian, non-profit social justice organization that advances justice for black LGBTQ plus people across Chicagoland through empowerment, education, and entertainment. We pray that uh, we will continue to support them and there's a way that you can do that. A couple other announcements are on our website as well. And I want to let you see those. One is that we will be beginning to offer communion in several diverse ways in the next weeks and months. This was mentioned in the e-news, but you also can go there on our website, htchicago.org slash communion. And in a couple weeks, on June 23rd and, I'm sorry, 24th and 25th, we will be having four services in the garden for 10 persons. Uh, with communion, with social distancing, and receiving only the bread. So please, if you are interested in that, in that, go on and read about it and then sign up. And if there is interest for more of this, more folks that would like to join us in the garden during the week, we will continue to offer additional services. And finally, events this week. Today's forum will start at 10.45, following our virtual coffee hour, imagining the church, church's future, 10 ways the church will be changed by COVID-19. And we'll discuss that broadly, as well as in relationship to Holy Trinity. And then on Wednesday at 10 to 11, appreciative inquiry with our guest, David Nelson from Kansas City, who has been worshiping with us since Easter. And you can read more about that on our webpage as well. I believe those are the announcements today. We'll continue now with our anthem, followed by our morning's faith story by Erica Bohach.
Good morning. My name is Erica Bohach. My husband, Chris, and I normally attended HT Loop when we were still gathering physically. Now we're regular Zoom attendees when we're not popping into my pastor mom's services with her two parishes in my home state of Nebraska. Chris and I shared a faith story last year amidst the capital campaign, and we joked about how we were excited to be raising funds for air conditioning for the church just about two years too late for our June 2017 wedding. We recalled the many fond memories of post-church wine receptions, Christmas carol sing-alongs, and Reformation beer tastings. At the center of it all was our deep appreciation of this community we now called home. What a different time. Fast forward to 2020 and I find myself reflecting on the times the Holy Trinity community has lifted us up during darker and more challenging days, even when global pandemics, murder hornets, and virtual happy hours still seemed like science fiction. In December of 2017, while visiting me in Chicago, my brother became extremely ill with a severe case of pancreatitis. And when I say severe, I truly mean exceptionally serious. Sam spent several weeks in the intensive care unit at Northwestern Memorial Hospital, received multiple blood transfusions, countless minor surgeries, and he could not eat or drink anything by mouth for over a month. My parents took turns flying in from Nebraska for six weeks, and we all basically moved into Sam's hospital room. Almost nothing about this time was normal. Holiday cheer was everywhere and we felt nothing but despair and exhaustion. We ate most meals in a hospital food court, often taking turns depending on Sam's condition that day. We ate Christmas dinner in a swanky restaurant downtown for the first time in our family's history and the absence of my brother was viscerally painful. Our one constant was Holy Trinity. We attended services in the loop almost every weekend and the relief my parents experienced just by walking in the door was visible. Church has always been home for my family, but it wasn't just that. The profound and radical welcome that drew Chris and I to Holy Trinity in the first place was on full display. The burning incense, the vibrant music, and the sermons that spoke right to our souls, and I know you all know what I'm talking about, healed our spirits each week. We went to HT Lakeview with my dad for Christmas Eve. At the end of the service, he leaned to me and said, I really needed to be here tonight. I've been thinking about that phrase a lot lately. I really needed to be here. 
I know now that he wasn't talking about the physical space. Here wasn't necessarily within the four walls of the sanctuary. I think what he meant was, I really needed to be held by this community of faith today. So as we worship and commune and gather virtually, I'm redefining what it means to be here. If 2020 is reminding the church of anything, it's that we exist outside of any structure or place. The church is in the world. It is in protests for racial justice. It is in hospitals and nursing homes, and it is on Zoom. Holy Trinity is in our communities, our homes, and our hearts. And still, on days when I haven't left my couch, I really need to be here. Called into unity with one another and with the whole creation, let us join together to pray for the church, our nation, and all in need. Send your spirit of tender might throughout your church and to all its leaders, especially our bishops, Elizabeth and Yehiel. Strengthen the believers who cannot assemble for worship. Hear us, O oh God, your mercy is great. O oh God, the Holy One of Truth, as today we commemorate the fourth century theologians, Basil, Gregory, Gregory, and Macrina, we pray for your spirit on teachers, preachers, and missionaries. Hear us, O oh God, your mercy is great. O oh God, Holy One of creation, continue your care for the earth. Whether there was fire or flooding, drought or storm, bring renewal of the land. Bless farmers and ranchers and protect migrant farm workers as they toil in the sun to harvest our food. Hear us, O oh God, your mercy is great. O oh God, Holy One of unity, as we commemorate this week the martyrdom of the Emmanuel Nine, who in, who in 2015 were killed while assembled in their Charleston church for Bible study, we pray, end the scourge of racism and white supremacy, protect protesters, halt those who intend violence, preserve our democracy, raise up leaders who model repentance and reconciliation, and support legislators who seek justice in our land. Hear us, O oh God, your mercy is great. O oh God, Holy One of compassion, heal the sick and embrace the fearful, especially those we name in the chat feature or by unmuting and then muting again. Copper, Larry. Cynthia, Rhonda, Larry, for DA. Jackie, celebration for my dad's birthday. Visit the millions who are suffering from the coronavirus. Uphold healthcare workers and medical researchers as they work on our behalf. Show us how to provide safe housing and daily food for the homeless in our nation 
and around the world. Hear us, O God, your mercy is great. O God, Holy Eternal One, we praise you for the lives of all the faithful departed, both the famous and the forgotten. At the end of all things, bring yourself to all your treasured people to abide in your presence forever. Hear us, O God, your mercy is great. Receive these prayers, O God, and those desires too deep for words. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. Praise and thanks to you, holy God, for by your word you made all things. You spoke light into darkness, called forth beauty from chaos, and brought life into being. For your word of life, O God, we, we give you thanks and praise. By your word, you called your people Israel to tell of your wonderful gifts, freedom from captivity, water on the desert journey, a pathway home from exile, wisdom for life with you. For your word of life, O God, we give, give you, you thanks, thanks and praise. Through Jesus, your word, your word made flesh, you speak to us and call us to witness. Forgiveness through the cross, life to those entombed by death, the way of your self-giving love. For your word of life, O God, we, we give, give you, you thanks, thanks and praise. Send your spirit of truth, O God, Rekindle your gifts within us. Renew our faith, increase our hope, and deepen our love for the sake of the world in need. Faithful to your word, O God, draw near to all who call on you. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord, to whom with you and the Holy Spirit be honor and glory forever. Amen. Amen. With trust in God who nourishes and sustains us, let us pray as Jesus taught us. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from the time of trial and deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. May the blessing of the God of Abraham and Sarah, and of Jesus Christ, born of our sister Mary, and the Holy Spirit who broods over the world as a mother over her children, be upon you and remain with you always. Amen. Amen.
in peace. Serve the Lord. Thanks be to God. This time I invite everybody to um, put your videos back on and we are going to share the